You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We're back. We're back. The vibes are here. They're here for me. Let me let me do a vibe check with Justin. It's hard to tell with Justin because Justin, like even when he has vibes, he doesn't always sound like he has vibes. So let's. You know what? We should implement. We should implement a number system because I do this with mood. I do this with my therapist and I do this with my friends, right? Like it's a scale of one through 10. So if I'm like a 10, that means I'm like, just great. My mood is amazing. Um, and you know, anywhere from like eight to 10 is very good. And then like a seven is pretty good. And then like, when you're like a six, it's kind of like you're waning and five, you start to get concerned and anything below a five and everyone's scale can look different. Cause even though I'm telling you that those are my numbers, those numbers can still represent different things to different people. So that's like my mood scale, but using that mood scale as a vibe scale, let's go off of that. So on a scale of one to 10, what are your vibes, Justin? Seven ish, six and a half. I was, a se- I'm a seven too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One as in blow it up and We're 10 in as in place. they're going to sweep the playoffs. I'm, I'm, a, I'm at like a six and a half. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're going to sweep the playoffs, but I think, I think as long as the Warriors get decent seating, which we'll talk about. And I think they are, I really still think they're going to finish in that top four. Um, and I think if they're healthy, right. And those are two, you know, the health is the biggest thing. And that's what you hope, right? And a lot of teams are experiencing injuries last night. Like, not last night. Like, a lot of teams are experiencing injuries right now across the league, right? And in a way, you're almost like, I'm happy the Warriors sort of got, hopefully got theirs out of the way. Mm-hmm. And and now they can, you know, kind of start to put things together because they need it because they didn't do what they needed to do the first half of the season. They need it. They need to do that, right? So we need them to be good. But I think, I think if they're healthy going into the playoffs, like, I mean, I think Stephen A was ranting on TV. I don't really like to agree with Stephen A, but like no one wants to see the Warriors healthy to like start the playoffs. That's not what people want. So while we're as a fan base having a meltdown, other teams still fear the Warriors. Even when the Warriors don't have all their players, people show up to play them like they are the Warriors. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, so yeah, so you're a six and a half, seven. Let's just say we're both sevens. So Justin and I are both sevens. He's a six. Yeah, we're both sevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're both sevens. Okay. So yeah, look, see, 
So a seven is pretty good. A seven is pretty good, right? So the vibes are not immaculate. Immaculate vibes would be like a 10. They're not immaculate, but they're still, they're pretty good. Pretty good because we, well, for me, pretty good because I saw some positive things at the end of the last game. Why are they pretty good for you? Because at the end of the day, you know, like, it's not like one of those other teams where on paper you're a contender, but you just never seen it happen. And then you go through a rough patch and you're like, well, on paper, we, we know we got it. With the Warriors, is like we've literally seen this team win championship after championship after championship. You know the style of play is going to consistently work. You know your stars are there. He's still – Steph is still Steph. Draymond, when it needs to be, is still Draymond. Clay, it's it may not be as frequent as it used to be, but Clay, when it's winning time, is he's still Clay. And they literally got it done last year with these main six guys, right? So at the end of the day, you know – hey, they may need a little bit more front court help. They may need um, Kaminga to make um, a, a little bit more of an offensive leap so he can stay on the court longer to use his defensive um, prowess to help the team out a little bit more. You know what needs to happen for them to get to the point where you feel comfortable with them going to playoffs against anybody. Um, and we always feel we feel comfortable now, but the, the foundation has already been set. You've seen them accomplish it. You just know that the puzzle might not be completely filled right now, but you know the path that it takes to get the puzzle filled. And once it's filled, then it's like, okay, we we good now. Like, let's let's let it rock. Let's you know lace them up. Um, so that's why I'm always in a good place with this team until they prove me otherwise. If they go through a rough patch in the season, which they went through last season, for the second half of the season they were a 500 level team. Um, injuries and all that stuff was a cause, just like most of the the season most of the season so far um second half of the season perfect opportunity for them to you know go on a run and finish where they need to finish and head into the playoffs healthy with with you know good vibes so that's why i'm not like at a one right now the fact that like 50 games is even still in play is like remarkable to me and to me it is um I tell you what doesn't need to happen. You said we know what needs to happen, but what doesn't need to happen is Anthony Lamb continuing to play. He was atrocious last night. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, but like, okay, yes, I don't like Anthony Lamb, but like all jokes aside, I felt like, and even a little bit with Ty Jerome, but I felt more with Anthony Lamb. You started to see how like once the other guys came back, we're like, he's less effective. Right. And, and that's why I think people have to like take into account what's happening. Like, Oh, he looks so great. And he's this, and we want to add him. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like, um, and maybe not as much, but a little bit like how we were led to believe Eric Pascal, right. Was, you know, something he mm-hmm. wasn't. Cause like when the team isn't, great and guys get to have the ball a lot and get to do things it can look different than once they're out there with everybody else and he did not look good I mean he already was not that great on defense and people were overlooking it but um it was not great from him last night um and I think it just shows that they really do need like real you know help so Uh I don't know what others takeaways are people are gonna think I'm just like hating on lamb. Oh, well. Um, like I just, I thought that that was pretty like obvious last night. 
Um, mm -hmm. And I think that they should still be looking to fill that final roster spot with a proven NBA veteran, not uh, one of our two-way guys. You know, they are, right. they are two ways for a reason. It's not to say that they don't have anything to offer, but they are two ways for a reason. And I don't think that's what needs to be added to a championship team, in my opinion. Yeah, thank Anthony Lamb for, for everything that he's contributed this season. He still is a fringe NBA player. Like, at the end of the day, if he was 6'9", with the same skill set, then he'd probably be an NBA player. But he is not, right? He's not That's super awesome. quick. He's about 6'5". Like, he's maybe a little shorter than Draymond. He's stocky, so he can kind of bang a little bit, but he's not guarding any bigs. He's not stopping any bigs. Um, his team defense is questionable. He loses guys all the time. And he doesn't make up for it with any type of athletic advantage that he can impose on any other team. His biggest advantage is his ability to shoot the ball. And he pretty much is a good wide open spot up shooter. Other than that, I mean, he moves the ball sometimes. A lot of times he just puts his head down and tries to barrel to the rim as if he Did can. Did you see that last night? <laughs> he had this one player, he tried to break someone down. I was like, what? what? Hey, this man lost his mind and he just got stopped in the paint. Like you're not, you're not that guy. You got too much dip on your chip, bro. What he did it a few times last game. He did it a few times last game, and he was just like, "This is me," and it's like, "Bro, it's not you. It's not you, bro." And at all, um, not at this level. So, yeah, no, no, like, no offense to him. He's a two-way player. He's provided good value for two-way, but he should not be. You know, he's fifty-five games. Cool. Thank you for your fifty-five games. Like. That's how it should be viewed. Like Quindary last year, thank you, Quindary, for your 55 games or however many you played. He should have played more than Chioza, but that's kind of like where, where Lamb is. Like good two-way guys are rare, and it's great when you got them, but that's all that they really are. Like at the most, maybe he gets signed and he'll just be a vet men guy, like kind of like what JTA was. Like JTA provided a ton of value for a two-way guy. He ended up getting – sign he provided some value as a signed player but when push came to shove there's a reason why he was on a two-way right he just couldn't contribute at a playoff level he couldn't contribute at a contending level as a real rotational he's player struggling now i mean he's been out and stuff but yeah he went to i the mean Lakers, he's struggling he's just yeah yeah he has his limitations and that's why he was he is where he is if he could do more things then he would be signed to a bigger contract and that's just it just it just is what it is um so not everybody's GP2 go from two-way to like legitimately a $10 million guy a year, something like that. Not everybody's like that. That's extremely rare, and that just doesn't happen all the time. So, um, yeah, they need to find – they need to outsource something. They need to – I mean, there's been names that we – we all know the names that's been thrown out. I will be happy with pretty much any of them because they, they need some help. Draymond and Looney specifically need some front court help um, just to save their legs so they don't got to play – I don't think it was an accident that Kerr made that statement so clear. Oh, in the for sure it wasn't. I think Kerr is very calculated in everything that he says in the media. Um, so, yeah, message the message was sent, and I'm pretty sure the message was caught to where it, who it was supposed to get to. Whether or not they do anything about it or if they like what they see out there in the market, to be determined. So, Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Warriors, oh no, have dropped from six to eight. 
(laughs) (laughs) They have 21 losses along with the Suns, along with, and I expect the Suns to go lose some more games. Like, I don't think they're going to start a win streak now because they won, you know, they, they beat the Warriors. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you know, it's, it's like us, the Clippers and the Suns right now, kind of back and forth between six, six through eight. Um, so, but I expect the Warriors, I do expect them like for their run to, to, to sort of start on this road trip. Um, they're, they're gonna, it's this, this first, you know, it's interesting because some of the games, some of the teams they're playing on this trip, I'm, I'm curious to see how Kerr is going to approach it because they are again, winnable games. I mean, it's not the best teams like for the beginning of this road trip. So they have San Antonio um, and then they have Chicago and then they have Washington, but that's a back-to-back, um, you know, before they see Boston and Cleveland, like sort of better teams. So I don't know if they're going to push it because they have two nights off before they go to, to Boston and Cleveland, which is also a back-to-back. So I'm wondering, like, if he, if Kerr is going to stick with his usual, I'm just going to, like, go all in on the first night and um, not. But I think they also are at a point where they know they got to win. So I don't know if he's going to try to be strategic, like, the way he was at the end of the season where, like, Clay didn't play one night, but he still had, like, guys who were capable of possibly winning we know they're going all in on the boston game we know that that's a tv game i just don't know what they're going to do for cleveland which is the second night of the back-to-back but cleveland's a a solid team and so donovan mitchell has been having some really big games lately um they beat cleveland already so you know cleveland's going to want to beat them um Mm -hmm. so that's the second night of the back-to-back so i just wonder if it's going to be like we're just going to go all in on boston and so whatever happens in Cleveland happens. That will also be the end of the road trip. So, I mean, some of that might be dictated by record. Like if they somehow have won the first three or four, then they might be okay losing one and not like going at it. So I think there's going to be different factors that play into their decision of how they approach that. But the San Antonio game is actually going to be, um, and is it the Aladome? It's going to be in a dome. So there were like, Alamo Dome, I think. Alamo Dome. There you go. And so there were some questions around that. There's like a whole, they're trying to like beat the record for like attendance there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they're quite yet there, but um, and they may or may not, who knows. So, but it's, it's, this is kind of being covered as a big game, even though it's like the Spurs. Um, also, Steph has not played in San Antonio like the last couple of years. So, um, I don't know. I just always expect the Spurs to show up for some reason. I actually don't think it's good. You know, I would love it if they just go in there and it's just like, all right, we're here. We're going to like wipe the floor with you. I think it will probably be a competitive game, but it's a game they can win. It's a game they can win and they should start to try to get like the, they've lost three in a row. You know, they're starting this road trip. They haven't won on the road. So they should try to win. I mean, they should try to win all the games, but I'm just saying, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be tough because they only have one night off and then they go to Chicago and then Washington's a back-to-back. So I just find it hard to believe there won't be rest in there for some guys, but I'm just wondering if the only rest is 
is Clay. I'm just wondering, or if he is going to rest like an Andrew and a, a Steph who are still back off of injury. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I wonder too. I mean, I think, I think he probably plays them at least one of those back to backs. Hopefully, it's the the Wizards one. Um, but yes, we have selfish reasons for wanting it to be the Wizards <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm hoping um, with it being MLK and them having to go to the White House, you know, maybe somehow that will be a motivation to put on a good product in DC. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, if they're riding a, a win streak, if they win their next two games and they go into their, like, with the opportunity to win three in a row before they go see Boston, then potentially they're like, yeah, let's just keep it going. And um, it's just, it's weird because the players that we think may get rested like Steph Wiggins or Clay or something like that. It's like, they probably don't need to rest the back to back, but the, but Dre and Looney definitely need to be rested at some point, but there's no. Yeah. Or managed somehow. But like, when is, when are people coming back? We don't know. Um, Well, maybe this is a game that you can get some, you know, defensively Andre looks good out there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe it's a game where you can get some more from, from from Andre and Kaminga, I think we're due for a Kaminga update actually tomorrow, maybe. Oh, yeah. So uh, hopefully they get Kaminga back on this road trip. Yeah, that would be huge. Um, because yeah, they got to cut those minutes a little bit for Dre and Loon just to preserve the legs a little bit. Maybe have them sit a game or two. We also need our top eight guys to. To like get comfortable playing with each other. Uh, yep. Another, the main, so uh, like and and so that's really why I want him back because we haven't had them healthy and together. You know. Yeah. And I mean, let's let's just look at the schedule. Where is it possible for him to find rest potentially for Loon? We know is going to play every game because he wants to, but like we know we've seen nights where he doesn't um, play a lot of minutes, right? Yeah, he'll check in and just be out of the game in like the first five minutes or so. Right. Dre, that's a little bit harder. So like when you look at the schedule, I mean, they do have some times where there's like two nights off and things like that. But like it's hard to see it during this road trip. Um, But maybe that maybe that Toronto game that's near the end of January. I don't know because they're at home. Mm hmm. Although it doesn't seem like Kerr really likes to rest guys at home. Nah, he definitely he definitely does it. He definitely takes the opportunity to do it on the road because that's when you know they run into the most like fatigue. But it could be that OKC game, the very last game in January on the thirtieth. That might potentially be a game to get some guys rest. Yeah. Because that game is on a Monday. Then they only have one night off, and then they have a back-to-back with Minnesota and Denver. Right. That makes sense there. Either the OKC game or potentially that. Or Minnesota. 
or yeah. maybe they play OKC and rest. I feel like they're going to want to take the Denver game a little bit more seriously. I would hope, but you never know. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't look like that's a TV game, so I'm not sure. Um, yeah, like I said, they have a couple of times in there where there's two nights off. But, I mean, Dallas, they're playing OKC. There's an away game in Portland, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see many avenues for rest before the All-Star game. So I think it's more of a manage minutes kind of situation. Which is probably the best course of action at this point because they don't have the the requisite depth needed to be able to handle like a lot of rest for their main guys. So just hope everybody All gets right. healthy. Maybe yeah, they look at it one day. You definitely so. want everyone to get healthy. I mean, at this point, what what date are we at? Today is the eleventh. So one, two. There's like about four and a half weeks. It's about yeah, it's about just over a month before All Star break. So it's like, can they give it like a real push over this next month? Like we said, before the injuries, they had a month basically where they went 10 and four. So if they can find a way to do that, then they would get like the all-star break, which would be much needed rest for them to then come back and make, you know, one last final push after all-star break. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Let's see what happens. Let's see. Let's see if Steph is going to insert himself in the MVP race. Let's see if Andrew's going to show people why we think he should be on a defensive team. Um, thing is, they need Andrew, though, offensively as well, too. Yeah, we need Andrew really to need, do a lot. Yeah, they really need him to... Um like the cutting and stuff like that, just, just generate easy, easy baskets, right? Just cut, cut and dunk, cut and lay it up, post up, stuff like that. The the 40 plus percent from three is great. And I think he, once he gets his rhythm back, he'll, he'll be close to that again. Um, But they really need to generate just easy two pointers. Um, I think he's, he's one of the people for that. Yeah. And and Kaminga. Right. I mean, all of them can do it really. Whether it's via getting there. Yeah, on their own off the dribble, Steph and JP can do it, or if it's via cutting, Clay. I feel Wiggins, like Steph now will like go to it a little bit more quickly than like the rest of them. But you said you feel like JP's starting to see that. Um, mm. Clay, I think, still sort of takes a little time. Yeah, Clay, he's going to, you know, high three pointers, high three pointers, but. When he's cutting off the ball, I think he's he's still a threat to to make layups and finish. Oh, agreed. I love Clay cutting. He's honestly such a great cutter too. Right, and he's he's big, like so. You can just throw it to his hands, and he just lay it right in. Um, yeah, they got to run easier actions to get that type of stuff going, though. They can't just keep going split action, split action, split action every time because it, it's easy to scout. You know, it's not easy to defend necessarily, but it's easy to scout and you can kind of figure out where the ball might go. So if they just mix it up a little bit, um, I know everybody hates when we just consistently ask for high pick and roll, but mix some of that in there and it'll just generate easy looks for guys. So 
Well, they got to win games. So that's that's the goal right now. So you you win the games however you need to. Start that process. And then, you know, winning cures everything. So um, let's see. Road trip's about to start. We'll be back um, for that San Antonio game. Back to our normal recording after games. So thank you for your patience, but with me at the games, we really couldn't record until the next morning after, um, just due to the time zone differences. So yeah. Anyways, it's been a fun trip. I will be heading back home. Hopefully there's some airport issues today, but, uh, we hope by now people have started to settle down and, and, and join us, join us in our seven with the vibes, okay? It's much it's much better for your mental health when you do. Uh, <laughs> until next time, guys, you're tuned into Golden Spaces and Odyssey Original Podcast. Give us a follow, share it with a friend, um, leave a review, rate us with five stars, and follow. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. Take care. <laughs>